Hello, this is Reading with Finus, and I am Finus, the one that's going to read to you. Uh, I'm reading African Myths of Origin Steel. Follow me at Everything's Just Fine on Instagram. Yeah. Also, I don't know if anybody plays Pokemon the trading card game online. Probably all of you. But I have a username called Thy Ethical Fox. T H Y Ethical Fox. Add me, play me. <clears throat> Get these hands. But let's start about, let's talk about uh, the story today. It's Anansi the Spider of Ashanti. We have a little intro, then we have the story. It's kind of long. I mean, really, it's not that long, but in regards to me, it's longer than I would like. But I haven't read it yet. Maybe it's really good. <clears throat> Anansi, the spider of Ashanti. Anansi is the trickster hero of the Ashanti of coastal West Africa in modern Ghana. He is not quite a god, but he has done a good deal to shape the world. And for the Ashanti, he owns all stories. We learn why in the second story. In form, in from, he is a spider. Although in form, he is a spider. Although he is also very human in behavior and characteristics as a story figure, he is related to a variety of other animal-shaped uh, tricksters from around Africa. Nedababo, the spider of Cameroon. Kem Kembo Kemba, the tortoise of Central East Africa. Liuk, the hare of Senegal and others. Anansi also traveled with African slaves and he appears in Jamaican folklore as Aunt Nancy. The first story was reported by the Danish traveler in the 18th century. The first two are retold from a collection made at the start of the 20th century. Yo, I love it. The spiders and the animals part. I'm, I love animals, you know, y'all know that. I like the storytelling with it, it's great. And I like the spiders who are usually unspoken for are all these tricksters and they're so like cool in these books. And they made the world, apparently, are, you know, I'll I find out how, what is it? We learn, Ashanti, he owns all stories. Yeah, it's something to do with all the stories. All right. <clears throat> the story of Ne-Anana. Nani. Nani. Perhaps the earliest reported story of Anansi dates to the 18th century in Ludwig Romer's reliable account of the coast of uh, Ghana. Yeah. Romer was a Danish trader, part of the multinational European community along the Gold Coast as, and as much of his work concerns trade conditions. But he also reported what he understood of African affairs and culture. And his story of Nay Nani shows clear links with the modern narrative traditions. <clears throat> Here's the beginning. At the beginning, the spider nanny assisted God in creating humans. The spider wove stuff, and God used the spider's weaving to make humans. Nanny expected the humans to recognize her part in their creation, but humans turned instead to oracles and fetishes. So Nanny took a little bit of the stuff that was left over and made another being, just like herself. She taught this big this this being trickery 
for instance, people would sacrifice chickens to the oracle, but the little ninety learned from his mother that he could eat the meat of the chicken and sacrifice only the feathers and the bones resembled to resemble a live chicken. The younger Nanani, Nanani, lived with people. He married and had a large family. One time there was a famine and Nani did not have enough food stored up for his wives and children. But he knew his neighbor, a hunter, had a large store of beans which he had gained from by selling meat of animals he killed. The hunter was often away from home in the bush and during that, that time he had instructed the, his children to keep the beans dry and free and free of pests by laying them out in the sun and turning them. Nanani went one day to the hunter's home and greeted the children. Their father was away and they had laid out the beans. At first, they thought Nanani had come to steal beans, and they watched him carefully to make sure he did not pick up any, pick any up. But he reassured them, telling them he had only come to play a new game with them, a dance he had learned and which he thought they would enjoy. In the dance, he threw himself about on the ground and rolled about, and it happened at times that he rolled over the beans. The hunter's children did not realize that Nanani had coated his beans with gum so that he was sticky so that so that he was sticky all over. And they did not notice how many beans stuck to his body. When he had finished dancing, Nanani showed the children his empty hands and to reassure them that he had not taken a handful of handfuls of beans and then went home. In this way he was able to provide food for his family for some time but the hunter returned home and noticed that he had fewer beans than before he suspected nanani especially after his children told him how nanani would come and play the game of dancing and rolling on the ground with him one day the hunter only pretended to go into the bush and in fact hid quite close to home hid quite hid quite close to his home he saw nanani come and dance he saw nanani roll on the ground over the beans and he saw Nani leave with beans stick sticking all over his body. So he leaped from his hiding place, seized Nani and cut Nani's hand with his great knife. Then he brushed the beans from Nani and sent him on his way. Nani returned home, hiding his lack of hands and announced loudly from the center of the compound that since food was scarce, he would feed only the children and he would feed them privately in this own in his own hut. One of the children were brought into the hut and there he threatened them until each agreed to say he or she had been fed. But after three days, the secret got out. The children told the mother they had not been fed and the mothers discovered that Nanani had lost his hands. They determined that they would leave him since he could not provide for them anymore. Nanani ran out ahead of them on the path and scraped together a bound of firewood. He pulled a cloth over his head so that they would not recognize him. But it's a spider. It's okay. <clears throat> when the wives and the children came he, by, he asked them where they were going. They answered that their husband, Nanani, was no longer able to provide for them and they were seeking another home. Ha, said the sky, Nanani, you will not find one. I have had 20 wives and have sent 19 away because they did not please me. 
who will take the lot of you in these times. But the wives ignored him and continued down the path. Nani ran ahead of them again and found a place where he could pretend to be fishing. When the wives reached him, he asked where they were going. As before, they explained that they were leaving their husband, Nanani. Hi, said Nanani, the fisherman. No one will take you. I have cast off 49 out of 50 wives. Times are hard. You will find no home. But the wives ignored him and continued down the path. This happened again. The wives began to discuss whether they had really chosen the right course. They decided that they should perform a divination at the nearest fetish. So they went there. Nanani had concealed himself in the shrine. And when the wives put their, the, their questions to the fetish, Nanani answered that they should go home at any price because they faced certain destruction elsewhere. So after much discussion, the wives returned home. But at the compound, Nanani held the door shut against them. He refused to readmit them until they had agreed not to question his authority. And that they would take over many household tasks and provide many services to him. And that's the end of that story. Uh, pretty misogynistic, but you know, it was the 18th century. Uh, you know, it's just like a dude is like gaslighting you. Like, leave me because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing what I got to do. They can't. Why did he not have food? Did he run out of food? Can he not get food? Was it, the, was it because of... Was it because of uh, Nanani that they didn't have food? Was it his fault or did it just go among hard times? Let's see. At the beginning, the spider name really Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just going through here again. But the hunters returned home. Nanani went one day to the hunter's home and greeted the children. Nanani and the younger Nanani lived with the people. He married a large family. At one time, was it? Oh, it was a famine. They did not have enough food. Okay. Well, you know, give give him as a benefit of doubt for not being able to do, you know, it's a famine. It's hard to find food. But there was someone out there, a neighbor that was a hunter that was had beans and was getting meat. So it was probably not his fault for not being able to provide um, on his end. Uh, so his wives left and his children left and he did run around gaslighting them, dressing up like people like saying, you're not going to make it without, you're not going to make it. And then he would pulls the skies up and go, well, beforehand, no, the, he would ask, hey, what are you guys doing out here? We're running around. Well, a nigga ain't shit. And then, and then any, the spider would lift his mask up and go, who you saying ain't shit? You ain't shit. You ain't never gonna be shit. I done got rid of all these girls before. You were just gonna be another one like that. And he kept doing that until they finally believed it and went back home and did more tasks. That's, I mean, I don't know. That's not that cool. But uh, I guess the moral of that story is to not leave home. <laughs> not leave your <laughs> your husband. Even if he can't provide for you and doesn't have hands. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Mm, today's the day. Follow me. Everything's just fine on Instagram. All right.